0: Suburban Hood Moms. Real Talk with Real Sisters. I'm Nikki. I'm Andrea. And this is episode Marie Condoing Our Lives. Sponsored by Victus Equities, helping people build wealth and retirement through real estate. Today is Monday, July 27th, 2020. If you're not already following Suburban Hood Moms on Instagram or Facebook, or Diary Moms on Twitter. <laughs> Head over and do it now. You get access to sneak peeks on what's to come, bloopers, upcoming giveaways, and... The, the Hoodlopedia. Hoodlopedia. Nikki gave me a silent cheer. Because she th- didn't fuck up the date. Because I got the date right. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you. Yes, I did. <laughs> Wait, that sound effect. The... Yay! Well, oh, there, we just did it. So, uh-huh. really quickly. Last week for... The Cheese Smith board. board. And really quickly, before we do that, I had a follower who is not following us on social media. Yeah. Um, tell me, what is this board you guys are talking about? But we explained it in the introduction to the Chismet Board. On Facebook and on Instagram. But our Twitter followers oh, don't... Oh, I understood the know. chip a So... It's a cheese board. Yes. So in Spanish, chisme is like gossip. like what's the cheese, okay? So we're kind of taking you way back. We're on our, what, 10th episode-ish here or something? Um, So we're just giving a really quick lesson here, okay? So what's the cheese? We have a personalized chisme board. Get it? So if you work in an office space with a lot of Hispanics and they're always like, what's the cheese? And you're thinking like they're eating good lunch. And nah, now, nah, honey, nah, they nah. gossiping. They have some gossip, right? So what's the chisme? Yes. So um, on this board, it's not huge. It's, it's actually kind of smaller board. Stadium? So, yeah. Middle? the middle. Big, small. Big, small. Small, big. Small, big. <laughs> um, it says said. S-H-M. It says, G-SME board on it, and 2020, our very first ever giveaway. Which is a classy-ass oh, giveaway for us bar whores <laughs> over here. Not a bar whore. <laughs> you, however, maybe Your mother said I talk like one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oy, chapel. Um, so... Go ahead, Nikki. Okay, quick rules. This is the last time I have to say this. Huzzah! Yay! Must be 18 years or older to participate. Living within the continental United States. Lo siento, Hawaii. Lo siento, Alaska. Lo siento means sorry. I'm sorry. Must share and tag at Suburban Hood Moms in your Instagram or Facebook feed or stories or share us on Twitter at Diary Moms. Multiple entries will be accepted. Winner will be announced on August 7th, 2020. That's crazy cakes. We don't have another podcast episode between now. We do. But, it releases on the 1st. Oh, that's right. But we're going to go ahead and just do our Yeah, you know, but we're going to do it. With, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, we got the keys. Well if somebody shits their pants that day or something? You never oh, know. Oh, man. It's school's starting. Yeah. So. um Stupid kids. <laughs> <laughs> so... um, Marie condoing our lives. This is going to be, I think, a very fitting thing to talk about today. We'll get into all of that stuff in a bit. But first, Nikki has an update for you guys on my bazunkas. So, after the last podcast, I got, and again, not everybody follows us on Facebook or Instagram, so they wouldn't know, but I got a message from one of our listeners, and it was basically telling me that I need to hit up Lane Bryant's sale from my over-the-shoulder boulder holders when bras go on sale. She said, I'm going to send it to you the next time a sale happens. Well, literally two days later, Lane Bryant had their sale. I went on. Now they had tons of bras on sale. Every style I clicked on didn't have it in my size. I was very upset. So I filtered by my size and only six bras came up. But that's okay. I ordered two. One of which clasped in the front. No, those didn't. I thought those would have it in my size. And they didn't. No. We were together this past weekend. We're always together this whole weekend. Anyway, and um, she was very excited that, you know, there was a bra sale. But it's just another example of how our listeners change our lives. They got our back and our front. (laughs) Oh, I want to know how they have our backs. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so that was. So, yes. Thank you. Bras were ordered. Not front clasp. I was a little sad about that. But they were so cute. So Can we call we'll that, that segment? Um, 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 titty, um, updates? Titty, t- titty updates? Titty. Titty updates. Yeah. Yeah. I would say tails from the jugs. But titty updates <laughs> works, too. <laughs> Titty update. Titty titty titty. Yeah. Titty 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 titty. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Our next thing we want to talk to you guys about. I introduced Andrew to something today. Literally today. And so the backstory is I harassed my husband just sometimes. And I found online this Sasquatch playing a saxophone. And he's called Sax Squatch. Not Sex Squatch. No. Sax Squatch. Although for some people that could be a funky fetish. Oh no. People that like them furries. I was pretty turned on by Sax Squatch myself <laughs> but it so might have been the these easy listening songs. Before we go a step further do yourself a favor. Pause us right now if you have to. I don't mind. I believe in the Sax Squatch <laughs> so much that stop what you're doing. Go on Instagram. Go Google. on you Facebook. Just Google it because he could be on YouTube too. Yes, it could be on YouTube. Um, So it's a guy dressed in a Sasquatch costume, legit playing the saxophone like in nature. So what I did was the first time I saw it, I was like, OMG, internet gods sometimes deliver. So I showed Zach and I was like, look, it's you. And I tagged him in one of the posts and I sent it to him. So now thanks to the wonders of the internet, when he's scrolling, even though he's not following Saks Squatch... But he should be following Saks It Squatch. comes up on his feed and he'll randomly just point his phone at me and say, look what's on my feed. And I die laughing every time. No, it is the best thing I have seen. I immediately messaged the Squatch because the Squatch? I am... <laughs> now you homies, you're on a first name basis. I'm a Squatch fan. So I'm just saying, do yourself a favor He plays amazingly well, first of all. Um, Yeah, he's not just, like, miming it to the background. No, He's he's, actually playing the saxophone. The Squatch is playing the sax. It's crazy. It's It's so freaking funny. It's not just funny. It's amazing. I kept watching, like, video after video. I mean, my husband plays the saxophone. So the fact that, yes, there's that. But honestly, if I had to choose between Dave playing the sax and the Squatch playing the sax... I would choose the Squatch. Yeah, it's hilarious. Am I a, a, a plushie now? Yeah, you're a furry. Those I'm are furries. furries. What's the difference? Um, furries, they dress up as an animal, full costume, okay. and like to have like sexual activity in that way. What's a plushie? Um, oh, my God. I think plushies like to play with actual stuffed animals. Ew. I'm going to have to look it up. Oh, oh speaking of... Fetishes. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, the segu, the segu. <laughs> I'm segueing into this next topic. So, earlier in the week, um, we had had a very busy um, weekend. And it was super late. And our kids are in bed. And Dave put something on Hulu. First of all, it's incredibly dangerous to allow Dave access to any of the streaming services because it's never pleasant what he puts on. But he's like, No, 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 I put something on for us to watch. All right, cool. Okay, plus. Yes, plushies have sex yeah. stuffed animals. Ew, with stuffed animals? Yeah, so it says sometimes they'll make holes Ew! in their animals. Ew! Um and sometimes they just like the stuffed animals along for the ride. Ew. So you wouldn't be a plush, you'd be a furry. Wait, do they like line their stuffed animals up to watch? Yeah, it's anything that involves sex. Because I don't want Mr. Giraffe watching. (laughs) We'll talk about Mr. Giraffe later. Um, And Steve. Remember that, guys. If we don't talk about it today, one day soon, we're going to talk about Mr. Giraffe and Steve. Anyway, so I sit down with Dave to watch this documentary on Hulu. I think it originally was on HBO. It is called Tickled. Tickled. You guys, this is about... Okay, it's not... So there's a tickle fetish. Apparently, there's a fetish for everything. There is. It's just, <laughs> I directed Mikey how to find them. I know. You can direct them. Okay, so most people do the Pornhub thing, right? Pornhub's been... I now why? But there's I just another... just want to get beyond the site. hub. Okay. XNXX.com. And literally, the list of is endless... Of all the different types of fetishes and porns That's that you can see. so gross, right? Would it be porns if it's different type of porn or just porn? Porn. I don't think it's ever like, hey, I like porns. Because it, it's moose, not mooses. No, it's So it's moose. just porn. It's always moose. Yeah, as so I said, it's not mooses. Never meese. So what's multiple of porn? Porn. porn. Porns. and what the porns. <laughs> like, I want to make a lot of corn, not corns. Yeah. I like to watch the porns. <laughs> <laughs> I like big city porns. Can't they say that. I, that's a I, that I know; one. those are common ones. Those so are normal one, ones. This tickled—that's the name of the documentary. Tickled. Um, it's essentially about um, tying up men. This one in particular was men. They're totally like clothed, fully clothed, and other men will straddle them, clothed as well. And they start to tickle them, like their armpits, their rib their Is it their only feet. among men? This particular one, So there's a deeper story here. It's sort of like a Feinstein, uh, um, Epstein, Feinstein, Weinstein, Epstein. <laughs> one of the Steensteins. Epstein, You have a like, stein in your eye? <laughs> Epstein, because, you know, when I get the stuff in my eye, <laughs> it burns a little it bit. It burns a little. Um, it's an Epstein-like type figure, also in New York, comes from a lot of money, Older always male, come from the always money. come from money, privilege his whole life, and he masquerades as a woman. This has been all the way, think all the way up to dial-up internet. That's like the nineties. AOL dial, dial-up, um, and uh, paraded around as a female, and found ways to recruit young men. Usually, some of them were like seventeen, all the way into their early twenties think college years, need the cash, and would um, set them up with methods for them to get (laughs) tickled for cash. And they would record them, videotape them. They knew it. I thought some didn't know that they were getting recorded. Some didn't know. Some did know. And they would put it like online without their permission. And when these guys said, I don't want to do this anymore, this individual Uh, began to like harass them like would send like blackmail yeah send letters to their parents they would um contact their places of employment and say hey you have a a pedophile or a registered sex offender working for you and like threaten all of this stuff just totally manipulate these young men i haven't seen it yet it is it's not even like exciting i just sat there watching it like ew He's totally been caught. He's impersonated. He's an actual attorney now, um, but he's been caught impersonating an attorney. He's been caught just doing all sorts of things. And guess so what? So he's, he's free. He's free. He's still out there, still making these videos. He mommy and daddy's money. Well, ma- yeah, mommy and daddy are dead now, but they have a trust set up for him with millions of a dollars. A trust for an untrustworthy asshole with a tickle freak with a tickle fetish. That's just so upsetting to me. So now that we have turned you on to the tickled, which really should not be compared to the sax squatch, because the Sax squatch is like high up there. Just go check him out. He's amazing. S-A-X-S-Q-U-A-T-C-H. Sax Squatch. I he's just keep saying he's it. He's got merch. And he's got. Over, I think, two hundred thousand followers. Yeah, he's got merch. I'm getting sack squatch merch. <laughs> he just like saying sack squatch, squatch. And she shakes her head like she got the little tremors coming. Well, my hair is in a bun, so I can like feel it like bouncing. Okay. Anyway, that was weird. Shut up. <laughs> I've been too nice to you at the beginning of this podcast. We'll be been- missing. Yes, we're there again. Always. Next week it'll be about that time. Uh, we're PMSing oh, now yeah. next week it'll be about Samuel Alex. The we'll be riding the crimson wave I need, I need space between us this is too much I need space from you so I saw something um, very recently anyone who's new to our podcast might not know this but Nikki and I are huge fans of uh, an influencer named Bailey Sarian so she does makeup tutorials and does true crime at the same time Anyway, she was doing like a Q&A session um, and somebody had sent her something about the fact that she is always so upbeat and always just seems so happy. And she's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And she kind of just set the record straight and gave her take on you're only getting a glimpse of someone. So as our podcasts have rolled out, we hear a lot like, oh, my gosh, you guys are so funny, which is like we're funny. Um, I think you're a dick. <laughs> I kind <laughs> of. You are what you eat. I like, I like dick. <laughs> um, anyway, and it kind of struck me in that sense that, you know, it, it's very easy to hear us and think like, oh. They're just sun rays of sunshine. Right. And everything's always fun. And when Nikki and I were talking about it, she actually made a good point. She actually made a good can I just Point. pause here? I just want everybody to understand that I know how underappreciated I am. Yeah. I feel the tension that comes from her voice. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking that, like, dang, you know, it's true. She's abusive. Right. So anyway. um See? Dismissive too. Nikki said. She's a male chauvinist. <laughs> Nikki <laughs> said that it's a performance. And in so many ways obviously this this it's not like we're faking this you know like you do the orgasms when you're you're like your man's been like going at it the wrong way and you want it to end and so you fake it um fake it till you make it <laughs> fake it till you make it um no obviously this is who we are yes there are moments where it's kind of difficult to get this going right you know we're kind of like drying yeah don't just don't use the right no lube. lube. And we really have to like work at it, but that's rare. Once we sit together and we just kind of start bantering, you throw Mikey in the mix and it's like, Mikey's our fluffer. Yeah. Ew. Ew. (laughs) Ew. Mikey's our comedic fluffer. Ew. (laughs) Mikey, I do not think of you as a fluffer. If you don't know what a fluffer is, (laughs) chopple. Don't Google it. Google it. Google Don't Google it. Google it. Listen. Wait, to I'm me. biting my pinky saying, Mikey. No, Mikey. You're my fluffer. You are not a fluffer. <laughs> Mikey is our little brother. <laughs> I said comedic fluffer. So gross. <laughs> Ew. Anyway. He gets me ready for it. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Ew. <sighs> um, <laughs> so great. Now Mikey's our fluffer. <laughs> He's gonna want royalty. Oh! <laughs> he's gonna be like, these bitches didn't even pay me. If Mikey comes over wearing a mesh tank top and a leather hat, I fucking quit this family. I'm out. I'm done. He's gonna be like, oh, what happened? He's gonna, hey. have, he's gonna have titty taps. Oh on. no. No. Load. This mm. went really deep. Into the dark web. <laughs> it went really deep. Yeah. Does it though? Yeah. Does it though? <laughs> Does it though? Anyway, see, it doesn't take much. We didn't plan on talking about our brother being our fluffer in a leather cap and a mesh tank top. You prodded but that, but yet mineral. here we are. Um, My point was that <laughs> we have off days. Our podcast too. has a point. No, it doesn't. <laughs> We have days, uh, most of them actually, where we tend to just kind of be incredibly chill. Uh, We need time to separate, to be on our own. It's really, really mentally and emotionally exhausting to be a part of a family that is so high strung. And we are all very high strung. Um, Some people admit it. Some people don't. Nikki. I'm passive. (laughs) Right. um, So never get that feeling that this is like, you know, if your family's more on the um, docile. docile side. Docile, side docile. 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 Docile side. Docile side. You know why sometimes I pronounce words the way I spell them so I don't forget how to spell them. Like Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Hi. To get her. To, yeah. yeah, to get her. Yeah, see? yeah. See? I feel you, I feel you. Like when I was trying to write cello earlier, I was like, cello. And then you had the wrong instrument held anyways. It's stupid. It is. Um, anyway, this to say that never feel, never feel like, oh gosh, my family's so boring. And trust me, there are negative aspects to both sides. So we are not always on sometimes. We just need to definitely, sometimes we moody as fuck. And we need to divide and like, there's full days that I don't want to talk. Right. Or I just want to be like silence, right? No TV, no radio, like nothing, right? So and it's just that public perception versus reality. We're here for your entertainment, absolutely, and your entertainment, and you're our therapy too. Yeah, group therapy. So thank you. Um. Anyway, so Marie Kondo in our lives. That is this week's theme topic, whatever the hell you, word you want to use. Now it's funny. I automatically assume everyone knows who Marie Kondo is. No, no. Okay. I said that I was on the phone on on the phone. Fo- I was under the phone call. <laughs> Shit, Andrea, <laughs> that was a talk to yourself monologue. Um, I was on monologue. the phone with my friend, <laughs> Uncle Nick. Oh yeah, dirty, dirty Uncle Nick. Um, not my son, another Nick. <laughs> he's a dirty Nick. So. Um, on the phone with dirty uncle Nick. And I said, oh yeah, you're Marie Kondoing that shit. And he goes, well, who's, who's Marie Kondo?
1: I can see like, him not
0: knowing he's not hip with it. True. True. But still I take for granted that people know. I say that a lot. Like, oh, you're Marie Kondo that. And no wonder people look at me and go, huh? Yeah. So we're going to tell you who Marie Kondo is. So she is a Japanese organizing consultant. She had a TV show that ran on Netflix. I think it might still be on there. Tidying up with Marie Kondo. She uses a method named after her called the KonMari method with her organizing. Okay. She's my organizational guru. Nikki follows her. Yeah. Nikki is a devotee. I wouldn't go that deep, but yeah. So basically, <laughs> I go that deep. <laughs> your mom goes that deep. Basically, she gathers all belongings in one category together, and the main thing that she does is she only keeps a thing that sparks joy. Remember that sparks so, joy. So, for example, she'll take all your clothes, right? Not just from your closet, literally every from your piece of clothing you have, right? Socks, underwear, everything. everything. And you hold it in your hand. And if that's not an item that sparks joy for you, you discard it. So you hold it in your hand. So I would have to go through all my underwear. Holy underwear, period I stained underwear, no, brand new period underwear. Period stained under- bring underwear. Underwear. Bring joy because they help you on your period. Like I know. I'm just saying. I would have yeah. to have all these underwear in front of me. Because you know we all have the holy underwear. Right. We all have the period underwear. Right. The guys have like the... The The underwear. They have the ones that's got the ventilation system right in the middle. Which I'm surprised their ball sacks don't get like pinched on those. I don't know. I heard some stuff about ball sacks this past weekend. I did too. That I'd rather never hear again. Like you know what though, they don't have to have periods. So if they they sit on their fucking balls, balls ball sacks. If we have to have periods, sit on their fucking balls. That's what I'm saying. So you go, you go item by item through your house, clothes, books, papers, miscellaneous mementos, and then once you've discarded and kept. Then you find a home for everything, and the point is to keep those in that home. And it's such a simple concept, really, but it was just like, oh, duh. Yeah. It's yeah. simple, but it's not because there's so much crap to get, so much mental crap to work right. through right. to right. get through that stuff. Well, and and you kind like of learn a lot of- about yourself in the process. Exactly. Right. So Zach tried to re me before I even knew what Marie Kondo weed was. But it's true. Like, why did I need 20 purses if I only used two of them? Right. So we did that. So I saw her show and then I started going through um, stuff in my house. And I started with Antonia's clothes because that diva had way too much shit. And then she has a whole way that she folds clothes even. Yeah. And the way she organizes. So I basically Marie Kondoed all community areas in our house. Antonia's clothes, my clothes, zach's a free man and essentially what happens is it makes you um consider even purchases in the future so it's like why am i going to go and buy this set of tupperware even though it's on sale when i don't have a need for it and i don't have a home for it i already have a tupperware section and then even speaking of tupperware you go through your tupperware if there's no lid toss that shit. if it's if it's ruined because you microwaved it it's not supposed to be get right. rid of it right so take this mentality and take it over to. So if any of you were raised by parents who were poor when they were younger if or you come they from, were raised by poor parents or you come from immigrant parents, if you come from just anything like that, there's people that have um, you save everything. Right. So my husband's parents were immigrants. So I remember being in my my mother-in-law's kitchen. My grandmother was an immigrant, her kitchen um, like butter tubs are butter tubs never are no thrown away. You you get like you're either gonna open and find butter, or you're gonna open and find pasta. Yep. Or something. you're gonna open and find some soup. sauce or something, yeah. right? You never buy Tupperware because actually Joe Koy, that comedian, he just did this whole oh, yeah. thing yeah. on like Tupperware, right. right? As like Filipino Tupperware. Yes, Filipino Tupperware. Um, and it's so true because you develop this this mentality which isn't bad you don't want to be wasteful right i think as a society we are incredibly wasteful so you might be going like well gosh you know like andrew and nikki this is kind of like not a funny not a funny one this week i don't it, care what you think of me <laughs> it's actually not because we really started to talk about this whole concept of Marie condoing our lives, and we've been talking about this for a few weeks now. Like, it, but that's also been like a common phrase for the last yeah. year. Like, you'll see me really like, that shit. Yes, yes. And you start to we started to evaluate the things that we do. So, so often what happens with Nikki and I, uh, and Mikey too, because he's here with us. Love her. Well, uh, <laughs> stop it! You need to fucking stop. I'll, i I'm close today. I'm gonna punch you. I'm gonna go on wish. Stop and it, Mikey. some Christmas gifts. Gross. <laughs> I know what you saw. I know what you're talking about. I know. I'm not gonna acknowledge that. Um. Anyway, as long as you don't buy him a mask with like hoops on it. Oh, thanks for the idea, <laughs> honey. Thanks, babe. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Oh, people can get the wrong if please I'm so sorry. I say this every week. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize to the new people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This get is the wrong impression. It's fun. Blech. Anyway. Oh, I forgot I was saying. That's so often that happens in our lives. Oy, <laughs> oh yeah, hey, that's why I'm around. You're folks. like a stenographer for me. Hey, that's so fancy. Um, <laughs> we end up going through the same things without the other one knowing. Right, all the time. It happens all the time. Even to the way our daughters come into the house dressed, same outfits, or they wear their hair the same way, or they both are wearing like a little bit of makeup that day. It's it's like the twin vibe, but one we're not brain. twins. Two anyway, bodies. I'm talking over Nikki right now. I'm just background. So as we did this, we started to realize that we're also starting to evaluate the relationships in our lives. I think a lot of people are going through this, especially right now, because we've been in quarantine forever. Uh-huh. Um, there's so much civil unrest. In the United States, especially, but it's going on worldwide. Right. Um, and, you know, you have to, like, uh, uh, disassociate for now from your loved ones. Or sometimes you're still getting together anyway. Um, and sometimes that absence isn't always making the heart grow fonder. Well, and we were talking about, like, in terms of relationships and how sometimes relationships change or break apart, and sometimes it happens organically, like you just grow apart. Right. And sometimes you need to really stop and be like, is this relationship, quote unquote, sparking joy for me? Like if I talk to you and it's such a struggle to like not get into an argument every time. right? Or like be like, you're a fucking idiot. Right. Then really, you're not sparking joy. In and I life. mean, and but the danger comes in where it's not to say like every time you have an interaction with certain people in your lives that it's supposed to spark joy because that's not reality. Because Andrea don't spark shit for me. Well, I mean, I spark a little bit. <laughs> that's why you brought pickles to my house I today. Did. We were out of pickles. Nikki shows. I got to see this shit happens. I have to tell these stories. Nikki shows up to my house today with a. I mean. A huge ass jar of pickles. It wasn't that big. It was freaking huge. I don't really eat pickles. I don't not like them, but I'm just never going to like hunt them down in the grocery store. A little pickle tickle on eat- my way. <laughs> <laughs> See, you said it wasn't going to be no funnies today. Oh, fuck me. Um, No, you don't. Fu- don't take that. <laughs> literally. I don't want that. No. Cupcake says No. <laughs> Put the, cracker, <laughs> but the in the Um So she shows up with a jar of pickles. So my husband, <laughs> my husband, the real husband, fucking, fucking Dave. Dave, comes out of our bedroom and goes, What the hell is this? I'm like, Oh, my sister husband brought pickles to the. <laughs> I'm all, we were out of pickles. <laughs> yeah, she said, we We're out of pickles, honey. Because <laughs> even yet I took my husband, her real husband. We went grocery shopping yesterday. I'm like, I need pickles. And he's like, we have pickles at home. I'm like, I need pickles from my other house. <laughs> he's like, are you serious? I'm like, no, I bought, I did buy sandwich stuff last week. Right. But then we were out of pickles and that ruined my sandwich. So if I'm going to, you want to, you want me fed, you want me happy. Yeah. She was at my house going, where's the pickles guy? I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. I have some in there. She's like, no, this is it. She was so upset. I did not have pickles. Nikki is allergic to, to pickles. I love them though. She gets the sweats. Not just the boob sweats. The legit sweats. <laughs> and the shakes. And she starts to shake. And she still eats them. It's like she's eating dick. But it's a pickle. I don't get red spots on my cheeks when I I don't I'm know. Because I ain't around that shit. Nikki, I don't know. Fucking <laughs> You brought it up. I'm just disgusted right now. And you don't eat it, huh? You swallow it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Ooh. laughs> Go. Cool. Anyway, go. Of, of course I just gave her like the jazz hands. No,. Like, yeah. uh, so no, of course not every relationship sparks joy 100% of the time. But as you weigh that, it's sort of like, well, am I feeling more angst than I am joy? And if that's what it is, it's time to maybe move beyond that. Now here's where it gets difficult. Wait, you could also too outgrow people. Yeah, I think people naturally, well they should be, just evolve. You evolve into something very different than who you were, from who you were six months ago even. From who you were at, let's say, from the beginning of the pandemic to the end of it, Who will you become? If you're exactly the same person, is there something wrong with you? Well, that's not for us to say. But I can tell you that we're feeling like we're going through this sort of change. This And it's not menopause. (laughs) She says it all the time. She's not perimenopausal. I'm telling you, I'm not perimenopausal. And she's not premenopausal. I'm premenopausal. She's I not. know that I am. She's not. I have too much brain. been rage. a hypochondriac today. I'm not a hypochondriac. i got the COVID hurts. <laughs> no, that was more an observation from our activities over the past weekend. I don't think I have COVID. I'm just putting it into the atmosphere. So I'm not surprised when I get it. Okay. And I'm way too rage-filled. I think I'm premenopausal. You're always rage-filled. But it's more than normal. It's more no than normal. I th- no, No. <laughs> uh-uh. I am, damn it! See what I'm talking about? <laughs> so this comes to, you need to stand in your truth. Are you the joy spark or killer? And that's true. So... I'm not necessarily proud of this, but I used to love to watch Susie Orman. I know there's a lot of you freaking Dave Ramsey fucking followers out there. I hate Dave Ramsey. I think he's a big dick. He's a financial guy if you don't know who he is. But we like big dick. He's a big dick. I didn't say he has a big dick. But what if he did? (laughs) If he has a big dick and he is a big dick, it's not worth it. So then his name should be Dick Ramsey. (laughs) (laughs) York, Dick York, dig Sergeant, Sergeant York, York dig Ramsey. <laughs> it's all the same. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's cool. <laughs> oh. I can hear your allergies. You I sound know. like what a wheezing old 80-year-old 12-year-old. I, <laughs> I, I even did the nasal spray before. It's the allergies. <laughs> I've got the wheeze. <laughs> anyway, so never mind with Dick <laughs> Ramsey. <laughs> okay, hey, i the guy's name. So Susie Orman is an- another financial guru person and she used to always say and this is the one thing that has stuck with me is you have to stand in your truth right so i would say that all the time i think to mikey maybe even to you and they hate it when i say that kind of shit right because i'm the annoying uncool older sister yeah um but it's true you have to be able to look at yourself and say number one am i being wasteful and spending money when i don't need to spend money but now apply it to relationships with other people so yeah you can sit there and evaluate does this bring me joy but on the same t- like, at the, in the same wavelength am i sparking joy in other people's lives am i walking around saying hey this is what i feel about this this and that and if you don't feel the same way that i feel well then fuck you get out of here well wait a minute she tells me that all the time though <laughs> that's different do as i say not as i do um you have to think about that so it's an that's another thing we're sitting around thinking like well wait a minute are we going up to people directly saying like you're this you're that attacking people or are we just like hey we're just trying to be like authentic yes and for some reason that rubs a lot of people the wrong way people don't Like that, so we're like the jock itch for people. (laughs) How come it always comes back to us being in someone's pants? Well, I mean, yeah, there's history. Good good point. Good point. Um, but and and in finding out if you are the issue too or not, if you are the jock itch, if you're the jock itch, but it also comes to like fessing up when you fuck up, right? So when you're wrong about something, and that that is hard. (laughs) On so many levels for a lot of people to do. Well, if you didn't grow up in a household where apologies were taught and normal, then you grow up as an adult and you're like, I don't apologize. Right. Which that took me a long time. Right. I think I was, it really wasn't, I was probably like a year or two into being married. Right. Before I was like, oh fuck. I gotta say i I gotta sorry. apologize. Like I have to admit I was wrong. Right. I never did that. Right. Helps marriage. It does. It helps the (laughs) marriage big time. On my end of it, um, so even though, yes, I know, we all know Andrew's a big asshole and, you know, this and this and that. However. But you can do exercises to (laughs) tighten that up. However. Why did I just grab it back there like you were coming for (laughs) it? That was funny, though. Um, However, I tend to try, actually, with my with like my immediate family I'm always like kind of trying to avoid the conflict like I don't know like I don't want to get involved and so I don't really tend to apologize when I say something shitty because and this is something that's just the truth when I say something when it's gotten to the point like I used to tell Think it was you or Mikey? Like, don't make bold declarations. So we can tell from a, me that all the time. We come from a very emotional family, right? So you it's tell like, Mikey that more. I am never gonna, or I'm done with. And I'm like, ah, th- 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 don't make bold declarations because they're just gonna come back and bite you in the ass and so not in a just good way. a Constant waving finger. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm almost never sorry when I say something. When I get to the point where I'm saying something uh, that's mean-spirited because if I'm saying it I actually mean it I know that sounds like a dick move but what we say but you're a dick (laughs) but (laughs) if when I really stop and think about what was the last really hurtful thing that I purposely like spat out and said I try not to say it often I actually try to go the other route as um, a sibling or a daughter or whatever because I know how words sting they're they're horrible now i might be sorry that maybe it it affected you harsher than maybe i intended but i'm rarely sorry for what i say no you ain't even sorry for that i am sometimes like i tell the kids sorry all the time that's one thing i did learn is vital when i screw up with the kids Mm -hmm. that i come to them and i'm like hey mama overreacted and i am sorry you know before i had the spawn I thought you didn't apologize, like not you, but like the general hue. Like you don't apologize. I thought apologize you don't to apologize children. to children. Right. And then I had the spot, and I'm like, no, like she needs to know. Like, I was wrong. Did you hear how loudly I just slurped my water? I know, you're <laughs> like that bad sex podcaster I listen to. Oh. Yeah, man. that's what that reminded me that was of. That's a bad one. So we're gonna give you a couple little funny stories on, on you know, fessing up to your fuck up because you had to hear us be serious for a right, minute. Right. So Andrea has the first one. What is it? The MR2. Oh This has haunted me my entire life. So. (laughs) It sounds like a black cloud. Like, what happened to her? When I was about 10 years old, Uh I got a scooter for Christmas. Tell us more. And our brother and I, one of our older brothers and I, went um, and spent the weekend with our aunt and uncle. And our other cousins were there as well. And so we are just riding our scooter up and down the street, all around the neighborhood, going, going, going. And I went to make a turn. Oh, and it was in the driveway, because it was a long driveway. No. Okay. He was so our uncle was parked on the street and at the time he had a white MR2. Okay. Um that's a sports car it's for a sports the non-car car people. Yeah, and he loved his sports cars. It he was had, a two-seater. Yeah, it was the coolest thing. If you ever got to like riding it, you're like, yeah, I'm in the MR2. So white MR2 parked along the street. I go to make this turn and I freaking fell. And my handlebar scuffed the door. Like big black scuff mark on the door. Now, I'm a kid. I didn't know that you could buff those things out. I thought the scuff was a scratch. I got up real quick, looked around, nobody saw me. I'm like, just kept going, right? Later, when he came out, he's like, oh my gosh, what is this? What happened? I'm like, I don't know, what happened? Um, he was like, you know, did you see who did this? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it was. And I blamed our cousins, right? She's a dick. It wasn't until I was about 22, 23 years old. No, you were already married when you fessed up. Oh. I was there. Well, maybe I was like 25, 26. So I'm, I was, you know, we were together with our family and I was like, hey, remember your MR2? And he's like, oh my gosh, what made you because think of that? I ended up getting stolen. Yeah. Phew. Um, he's like, what made you think of that? I was like, okay, so I don't know if you remember, but there was a huge scuff mark on it, and you asked me who did it, and I blamed our cousins. I'm like, that was me. <laughs> he laughed, thank God. He was like, what? I was like, yeah. I felt so much better after, because I often thought You've about it. You've been carrying it. that black mark on your soul I did. all this time. The scuff was my soul, and it couldn't <laughs> you be buffed your out. Soul. Nothing could buff out the scuff. I was free. Nikki's though. Nikki's. There's no coming back from Nikki's story. Go ahead. Tell the people what you did. Do I, do I have a Bible to put my hand on, on? Go on. Tell, tell it. I was in the second grade. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I didn't know it was a wedding ring. I just okay. thought it was a ring. Um, when when Chapa would do dishes, she would take off her ring and put it on the windowsill there was a window right in front of the sink. And so I was little... It was was, like a little dish there. Yeah. It was um, a school night. Because I had school the next day. Because this is a big part of the story. Mm -hmm. And I saw a ring on the windowsill. So I picked it up and I put it on. I was walking around, playing with it. Ooh, look at this ring. Blah, blah, blah. And um, I held on to it. And so the next day, when I went to school, I wore the ring to school. Well, now, on a second grader versus an adult woman, obviously, the ring might be a little big. Mm. At some point in the day, I dropped it in the classroom. And I couldn't find it. And I was looking under everybody's desk. I never, ever, ever found it. Okay, now fast forward. Nor did she tell anyone. Well, no, I'm not as stupid. Even the teacher. No. I don't like I don't like getting in trouble. So I get home later on that day and my mom in Chapo is looking all over the house for her ring. It took me a second to realize which ring, and then I come to find out it was her wedding, wedding ring. And I didn't wanna get my ass whooped, so I just said nothing. And everybody's looking. They're looking in couch cushions, moving the couch. And Our the dad, dad took even the, took the drain apart. Right. To look to see if it was stuck in like that you part yes. of it. And they're like, Nikki, did you get it? No, I didn't get it. Um, and I didn't fess up until like I was an adult. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. But by then Bob got Chapo a new wedding ring, a bigger ring. So in the end, no. it worked out in her favor. No. So these are those things. It's like, you know, you kind of fess up when you fuck up. Sometimes it takes you decades to do it, but right. hey, you did it. It clears you. You've mriconded that. You've Organized right. your bad doings. Because from you don't your even good. know how many times I have to hear about the ring now. You know, I forget to, I forget until you bring it up. Oh, your mother never forgets. Well, this chopp. Choppo don't forget anything. I know. Like ever. Ever. Choppo remembers every wrong that was done to her. But sometimes she forgets to close the garage. <laughs> yeah, but that's different, right? Sometimes she forgets to close my garage, but that's different. Ay Dios. So in the essence of sparking joy, cleaning out the junk from your life, right. whether it is junk objects, junk relationships, junk people even. Right. Um, we we have contact, been contacted by friends um, basically about like the podcast. Like, you know, how did you guys start? That's so cool. I've always wanted to podcast or right. whatever it is. I've always wanted to do fill in the blank. It, it, it's, it started with like, I think that's amazing. The support from unlikely places, right? For from us, um, has been you know astounding. But it starts off with I've always wanted to, and then fill in the blank, right? And how did you do this? Or oh my gosh! And and you know this is so great. And the reality is, it, it wasn't that difficult to start a podcast. You need something to record. So on. Well, in our case, it's a cell phone, right? <laughs> Right, because we're having problems with our technical. We've stuff. gone through two different mic systems, it's gonna happen. I'm just waiting till after the holidays. Um, because you got a lot of kids, and that's a lot of toys, <laughs> that too, but more just I don't know why. Um, it works right now, it works, it don't work, fix it, right? Yeah, um, but the biggest thing for us was, especially for me, mm-hmm. was to get over the obstacles that i had placed in my own mind so my husband and several friends over the past couple of years had told me like hey andrew you really need to do a podcast just because of the things that i put on my social media about kids or life or marriage or whatever or fucking dave or fucking dave well not fucking dave but you might imply it sometimes sometimes (laughs) um so i tried. We'll talk about that later. Fucking Dave! No, that's what I just said. Not like fucking Dave. Like fucking Dave. (laughs) Oh, I hate her today. (laughs) Um, so I don't. You made me say um three times in a row. I'm super annoyed right now. Send help. (laughs) I don't feel safe. (laughs) So, for Mother's Day last year, uh, Dave went as far as to get me podcast equipment. And a new laptop. And he's like, do it. Just go for it. I mean, if ever there was a husband out there that was like the cheerleader for his wife, it's it's Dave. So I tried. I sat down, I wrote out what I was gonna talk about, and it just it was like, who wants to hear what I have to say? Not me. I was in there. <laughs> You left that (laughs) line open. I know. I know I did. I hate myself. Royal invitation. hate myself for it. Don't say that. I get on your niece when she says that. It gets me so mad. Oh, well, that's different. Um, I tried. Many times it just fell flat. And I I was like, you know, this isn't, there's nothing that I could possibly say that anyone's going to want to hear. So I talked to Nikki about it. I'm like, if I were to do a podcast, I said, I'd probably want to do it with you. I need someone that I can banter with. Somebody that I can feed off of Abuse. or that's kind of like like-minded in some ways. In a lot of ways, we're incredibly different. Mm-hmm. But in in terms of how we can like banter back and forth, I can't do that with a lot of people. Um, and so one day Nikki called me and she was like, hey, let's just do it. Let's just get together. Let's talk about the podcast. We were pissed off about Corona. That's what started it. Kind of, Yeah. And so one day she came over. I thought we were just going to brainstorm. The next thing I know, it's like 11 o'clock at night. And we are. And I said, come on, let's just go. Let's just do it. And someone like me oftentimes needs someone like Nikki, who's going to just say, who cares? Because I'm always thinking about, well, what if I fail? I'm going to fail. Not what if I fail. I'm saying I'm going to fail. Andra talks herself out of everything. Right. Even if... Don't mention find. the shopping thing. Yeah, that's what I'm talking Definitely. about. Well, she'll find a really cute blouse and it looks so cute. And she's like, I'm going to buy it. I'm like, yay, buy it. Because she never buys shit for herself. And then we get to the checkout and she puts it back. I get buyer's remorse She talks so herself bad. out of everything. Even with the podcast. If you go back and listen to our second episode, the first thing I say is the morning after we recorded the first one and we released it. I woke up at about four o'clock in the morning like, oh, my God, what did we just do? We can. And Nikki's like felt great. It was the best thing she'd ever done. And I'm like here, sitting here having a panic attack going, oh, my God, maybe we can maybe we can take it off and maybe we can, we don't have to put it out there. Maybe, maybe, maybe thinking about all these other things that could go wrong because of it instead of just celebrating the fact of what I did. Right. So. The main thing, like, the, the whole point of this is if you want to do something. Just do it. Just do it. So we're going to introduce you to. A new segment. A new segment. That we like to call. Shitty thoughts. With Andrea and Nikki. So. Literally. I came up with this on the shitter. I think... Today. Did it ever make it on the podcast where we talked about... I don't remember. ...how we think... Yes, we did. Dave wanted to put a whiteboard. Yeah. Nikki gets her best ideas on the shitter. I like, always right. message Andrew from the shitter. Right, right. That's right. Yes, yeah. shit. Yes, girl. We don't go to the bathroom. No. no we flat out... Fucking drop a shit, deuce right? in that shit. I, I don't quite... Nikki's... <laughs> when I envision Nikki's poop, I see it very angry and tough... And it's like a gang. Kind of. It's the shit gang. The shit gang. Your shit scares me. My shit um, scares me. Um, so I was, I was sitting in the restroom having a BM. <laughs> on her bidet. Because she classy shit, Having a bowel movement. I, I remember the first time they had, like we were, um, mom and I had taken out of the doctor. Have you had a BM? And they talked about her stool. Yeah. And I'm like, Where? There's a stool in the bathroom. I was like, what? Why did they care stool? about a stool? Yeah. Well, Chapo likes to say BM. I know, I fucking hate that. It's like relations. But that's why it makes me BM. say shit because BM, what the hell? A BMW? What? I still say poop. I should say shit. Uh, because sometimes. We used to say caca. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> Mom's the one that taught us that word and then she hate when I say I gotta go caca she gets so mad I hate that word so much caca, yes. stop I hear caca and I want to like throw up so just stop I hope you choke on your water dude that's gross I hate it Ugh. I still say poop because of the kids like you have to poop I gotta poop I mean Tonya says poop yeah, I a shit I hate it. Oh, I hate I'm it. gonna bring back caca <laughs> Hashtag bring back caca. Don't bring back caca. You're going to spit out your water. I'm not a feather. I'm a follower. Anyway, so um, in in thinking about knowing we were going to record, oh, get out of the caca zone. Get out of the caca zone. Get out of the caca zone. Shitty thoughts. Shitty thoughts. Shitty thoughts. Shitty thoughts. thoughts, thoughts. Okay. Knowing that we were going to talk about this episode today. Um, it kind of, not kind of, I need to stop saying kind of, it made me think to the inception of this entire podcast. So we didn't tell anybody that we were going to do this. Nikki has a really great. My motto is always make your moves in silent. Because if you, if you, if you notice and not for everyone, but whenever you're starting a transition in your life. Onto something new. Something you're excited about. Something you want to start. It's the people that are closest to you that oftentimes... Throw the most shade. They, they talk you out of it. Like, well, you can't do that or who's going to listen? Or, and it could be intentional or unintentional. Right. But it comes out. You're not going to talk about this, are you? Or you can't talk about that. I mean, even look at Chopper with the, again, Haunted by the Hub. The Pornhub thing and I know that that wasn't intentionally trying to throw a wrench in to our gears, but was it? it wasn't it really. But what it did was it really got into our heads, like more yours. Well, of course, I'm who I am. See the velvet? i one. Well, I'm just older, and and I don't You're think not it. Old. I didn't say I was old, bitch. I, I said didn't. I'm older. <laughs> See, and she called me bitch. Witnesses, you call me old, although I am finding white hairs in places I shouldn't find white hair. Oh, we talk later about that. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, it's very upsetting. Anyway, so um I don't think that was intentional. I think it was her being a mother, hearing her daughter's talk about things, putting it out there into the atmosphere for hundreds of strangers to hear. And she's embarrassed, like, oh, my gosh, it, it comes back to how is that going to reflect upon her? Because your children for a long time are a reflection of you as a parent. But it doesn't always stay that way, because once your parent, once your children become adults, they're their own person and they should be free to be so. Good or bad. Good or bad. Right. So the other thing that I was thinking about and I was telling Nikki, You know, maybe it's a cultural thing because I can't speak for everyone. But I know that in our culture, we were raised Mexican and Italian. So both of them. So in both cultures, we as women are always told to support the men in our families no matter what. Right. They work so hard and oh, they're doing this. They're such a great athlete. Yeah, or or, oh, look at wow. You're like, you know, we've talked before how when our husband's change their own children's diapers. It's like, "Oh, wow. Look." Yeah. You know, I can't oh, believe he does that. That's a woman's job. Or look, or I not even the comment of that's a woman's job, it's just implied. Right. Without right. even being said. Exactly. And he cooks. Yeah. He, he cleans, cleans, and it's like they should get more praise for doing something that we do too. And and we have to really we don't have to toe the line on this. We want we walk a very fine line because We absolutely love and support men. We're not men bashers. But in this particular instance, it really kind of hit home when I was sitting on the shitter. So I was thinking back to moments in my own personal life. Okay, Um, the podcast just being the most recent. And I had to think, where was that blaring support for something that maybe other people in my lives didn't necessarily understand? Once they knew it was out there, something that Nikki and I were doing, we didn't get these text messages of like, hey, man, I think this is awesome that you are doing this. No, I think this is amazing. I, you know, or even like, hey, look, you guys are crazy and I might not listen to every podcast, but I wish you the best. We didn't get like not a single one. Nothing like that. And so I'm having this conversation. With the exception of Fluffer. Well, a fluffer, of course, fluffer. Um, <laughs> it's stained. now I'm calling him fluffer. <laughs> it's Damn it, we got that from other people. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely, like our closest circle of friends. Right, right, right. Um, you know, our husbands think we're crazy, anyways. Right. Um, but in having a conversation with Dave, um, you know, because he's like the the business guy in this whole thing. And he said, well, yeah, it's asset versus liability. And I'm like, what? Asset versus, what Dave, what kind of madness are you talking now? And then it clicked. He's like, asset is a value or uh, something useful or a valuable thing. Okay. And so in our culture. Wait, okay. A liability. Okay, this is an actual definition. I'm gonna read it. A liability is a person or thing whose presence or behavior is likely to cause embarrassment or put one at a disadvantage. Talk about a fucking Dave moment, right? I hate it when he actually has good shit though. That was, I know, right? And he didn't bake me a pie yet. Today. And I'm like, so we're gonna get on him. He needs to bake that pie, right? Um, so are we saying that the people in our lives don't value us? No, I don't think that at all. We we do have. I believe a loving background, but our culture dictates that we are less valuable than our male counterparts. We're attacked verbally way more. I mean, in terms of the podcast, it was never like, that's fucking hilarious or that. No. It was like, hey, make sure you don't mention this. Don't talk about this. Don't do that. And I'm not saying this comes from men. This comes from other women that contribute to this as well. Mm -hmm. It's like universal or there's just complete radio silence about it. It's this mentality of you either get on board or get off the train. And it's like, wait a minute. I support you. Like 100 Mm percent because I know you. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that I'm supposed to support everything about you or everyone surrounding you. So that ends up happening many times when you're trying to, when you're looking at your life and you're Marie Kondoing all of the things in your life. One of the things more than just sparking joy is it also supporting you. Think of Nikki's bras. Are you the hanging on by a thread because the jugs are just too heavy? You're stupid. And it's weighing you down? Or is it really lifting you up? Because that ends up happening. So I was telling Nikki today, I'm like, there's like this shift that's happening, right? It's like there's that pendulum that starts to swing and you're constantly trying to find that balance or maybe you're trying to get out of a bad situation and you want to swing in that different direction. And oftentimes it's the people that are closest to you that put up that barrier and they block you, not always intentionally. They just know that things are changing and you're not completely in line with their thinking, but that's okay. You can still be a part of a couple. You can still be a part of a group of friends. You can still be a part of a family. Not agree on things, but still support one another. And right now, especially with what's going on in our world, I hear like, you know, um, they're anti-maskers. I hate them. I don't personally like anti-maskers. I want to kind of punch them in the face, but I don't hate them. They have their own crap that they're following and they believe it so i'm not going to tell them that they're wrong i'm working on just holding true to what i know to be right well hate is a strong word too yes and hate means that they provoke too much emotion out of you yeah it's just indifferent because if you're indifferent then you just don't give a fuck about that and that's one of the things that nikki and i are really working on that feeling of like all right like you do you boo yeah, I'm sorry that you feel that way. You can. I'm still going to be here supporting you because I would be a hypocrite not to. Right. And you just have to get to a, that point where you let people do their thing. When you come from certain families or groups of friends or communities, that's not often encouraged. Like, no, no, no. We have to do it all together. But then what do you lose by supporting somebody? Right. Right. Like, is there not enough to go around? Right. Is there a threat? Right. Like, we're on here and we know people's dirty secrets, but we're not going to tell people's dirty secrets. Of course not. I mean... Because because people know our dirty secrets. (laughs) We're going to tell our kids dirty secrets. Of course, we'll tell you our dirty secrets. (laughs) But I'm not going to go and, you know, air everybody's dirty laundry. No. No. This, what we're doing, what Nikki and I are doing, what we hope that we can convey to you is... There's really nothing to stop you from just doing what makes you happy. Just go for it. And you'll notice the relationships in your life that maybe you don't want to cut off that relationship, but it needs work. And a lot of people don't want to cut them off because they're like, well, I invested so much time. Yeah. I invested so much time to be in this shitty relationship, whether it's a friendship, marriage, whatever. We freaking heard that before. Like, I have too much time invested. What? Yeah. Yeah like so you're not happy right you might not necessarily be in love with that person but you got time invested yeah that's crazy it's not a property and so people walk around miserable and they stay in whatever it may be your job i hate my job i've heard this so many times i hate my job i hate my boss but i've got too much invested in it and you know what that's another thing too yes Money is absolutely, I just said this this weekend, I'm too pretty to be poor. I'm coining that phrase, I'm wear it on a t-shirt. I've been there before and money is absolutely necessary to do the things that are part of the lifestyle that you want to live. Of course. But what value do you attach to yourself? So for too long, I think that we waited for that value, that acknowledgement of value to come from outside sources for people to say like, hey, we value you two as females in this community. It doesn't come. It will never come. You Put your own value on shit. And that starts to happen. Thankfully, we have a relationship where we're like, dude, just fucking do it. Do it. Why not? We're married to people that are like, why not? What's the worst that can happen? That's a a Bob thing. Here's my yeah, my Bobism is just do it. What's the worst you can that you can get told? Right is no. Right, that's it. And and that's a great thing when you start to put that into action. For me, that's like pulling teeth. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm already telling myself no. I'm already telling myself. Put that shirt back. Because of of the messages that have been sent to me since the time I was born. That because I'm not a star athlete or because I don't do this or because I'm not that. Because this isn't my role. Because of that. Because of that. I was less valued. So here we are raising daughters. And the last thing that we want to show our daughters is that I have two boys. I will not value my sons more than my daughter, nor will I flip it. And all of a sudden now my sons are second class citizens. No, they need to know that they are valued equally. Because what happens is if I did that, if I either praise them over her or her over them, she over them, he over, I don't know. I'm having problems with it's the language. Oh, it's pronouns. pronouns are so so hard right now. Topic right now. Um, that that really starts to pit them against each other. That will transition, translate into their adult lives, and then they become adult siblings. That it's always a fucking pissing contest. It, it's it's a fight. It's a well, you talk over each other and you do this or friendships. It's the same thing. Somebody is valued more because they have the better house or their parents have the cooler vacation home or not because they were a better friend. The value is placed monetarily. So Nikki and I have gotten to a place where we're like, we have something that we feel is valuable. And we wanna share that with whomever wants to listen. We've said it All before. one listener, like Andrea says. Be it one or 1,000. One million. Shit, why stop there, I don't right? know. Uh, if Squatch likes us. Saksquatch. We might up our numbers. Squatch, I just love it. Hmm. Anyway, so this was a very important. A this was a very important podcast for us to make because we felt like. If we're thinking this in our little corner of wherever. The desert. (laughs) There has to be other people out there. Someone. Even if it's one person that's going to go, shit, I get this. Yeah. So we're here for you, boo. If you start something, if you are listening to us, there's a podcast you wanted to start. If there's a YouTube channel, anything like that. Unless it's ASMR, I'm not going to listen to you. Hell no, I didn't listen to ASMR. Shut that up your ass. Way up there, but that'd be interesting sound for ASMR. Oh, stop it! <laughs> I just can't with you. Um, you've kept me serious too long. It's okay though. This is good. I mean, I know you. You've come to expect the stupid and the funny, especially from Nikki. But hey, I am what I am. Sometimes, you know, if we have something that we really want to get off our chest, or we want to share with you, Nikki, I didn't say that to get anything off your chest. Okay, let me just finish this thought, and then I'm going to tell you what the talk I had with my breasts this weekend. Really quickly. I can't breathe. <laughs> um, I, I, I want you to know that we will, if you let us know, we will shout your creation from the rooftops. Oh, we yeah. will support you, even if no one else around you will. These two girls sitting in the middle of the desert, fighting all day long. On this with little on this little tiny podcast, will absolutely support you in anything that you do. So that's my take on that. Do you have anything to add to that? What with... did you talk to your boobs about? Okay, so this weekend we were swimming, right? Okay. And there was someone we were swimming with who's got big bazumbas, and she can float. I know because she's buoyant, she said. And I wanted to float too. <laughs> did you drown? So we went into. Um, I know it seems like, wow, these bitches are all over. No, it's all just, we we just see it's the our same, same little, quarantine, it's our little crew. quarantine crew, right? And I went and tried to make my bazoombas float. And I was like, just my nose and my mouth are sticking out of the water. And I was like, it's not working. You're like a cat in water. Right. She thought it was hilarious. I go into. I'm sad I missed that. I go into the shallow end and I look down at my boobies and I went, you let me down. <laughs> You let me down as I sat there just like pressed down in my Well, it, it, luckily, button. at one point in time, when you're old, they won't go down. They'll stay. So you have the problem so, of yours going so to So while mine knees. will be sweeping the floor, I'll put Swiffer's on the end of I'll just get to above my belly button. Yeah, okay. I'll just a little Swiffer thing pads Sweet. just let them clean the floor. Can you have a, a boob lift without having implants put in? I heard no. Really? But I could be wrong. If you're a plastic surgeon out there and you find yourself listening to our podcast, hit me up with that information, will you? I'd appreciate it. Anyway, that's it for this week. I promise to be back uh, next week with more stupidity. Um, there might be a constant theme with shitty thoughts with Nikki and Andrea, with Andrea and Nikki. So look we'll forward to that alphabetical, Andrea and Nikki. Um, if you would like to hear more about this uh, topic of Marie Kondo in your life, Google her. If you don't know who she is, Marie Kondo, K-O-N-D-O. Andrea's convinced she's a sex freak. I think she is. She's a little too organized and uptight. I think that she's freaky in bed. Um, head over to our Instagram or Facebook at suburban hood moms, or you can find us on Twitter at diary moms and just leave a comment under this podcast thread. Also, if there's a topic you want to hear us talk about slide into our DMS and let us know. And don't forget to like, share, follow, and comment. That's all for this week. Vaya con Dios, stay safe, and take your vitamins like a good little Hulkamaniac. Now, get the fuck out. Peace.